the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Woolley Show starts right now on 98.9 FM. The answer, Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley. Reminder, 1250, Dr. Glenn Dewar will be here. He's going to break down the uh, Argentina president-elect, what that means for Argentina and maybe what it means for the world, as well as give us an update on the hostage situation in Gaza with respect to Hamas terrorists. But before we get to that, I want to bring in one of my favorite guests. His name is John Patton. He goes by Crypto John. I would call him the general because I like General Patton, but Crypto John sounds better. He is a security technical analysis and crypto veteran with Alpha Beta Report. You can find out more about them at alphabetareport.com. That's alphabetareport.com. John, welcome back to The Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this afternoon, sir? No, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Hey, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, for people like me, I've got to dip my toe in it, back off, dip my toe in it again, and then jump in. So let's dip our toe again real quick. Remind our listeners, the last time we talked, quickly, the difference between cryptocurrencies and central bank digital currencies. Yeah, absolutely. So cryptocurrencies are a system that have been around for a little over a decade now, and it's basically a monetary system that is independent of a central governing authority. It's a decentralized monetary system, if you will. Uh, It is digital, and this is where people can get confused with the central bank-issued digital currencies. Uh, It is entirely resident on something that is called the blockchain, which lives basically on the Internet and consists of a whole bunch of computers solving complicated math problems to secure the network that it rests upon. In contrast, a central bank digital currency is something that is issued by a central bank, just like our own dollar or the euro or a a similar uh, fiat currency, but it is digital. It exists only on the Internet, transferred from bank to bank. The primary difference there, the the important thing to remember, is that a cryptocurrency is decentralized. It is not controlled by a government or any other governing authority where a CBDC is. And that is a huge distinction because we had an interview last time. I posted it and somebody goes, well, wait a minute. All you're doing is ushering in this central bank digital currency. And I'm going, no, (laughs) we're we're unpacking for you the difference between a CBDC – cryptocurrency. But some of this does meld together. We've talked about China, how things have shaped up there, which to me is the shining example of a dystopian novel that could be the world if CBDC is enacted all over. And then there's Nigeria, 
remind us again, what's the difference in those two countries with respect to CBDC? Sure. So Nigeria had a CBDC referendum. Basically, they asked their people, do you want us to do this? And overwhelmingly, over 99% of people who participated in that referendum said, no, we don't want this. So the government did what the government does, and they went ahead and launched a CBDC anyways, and it was a a dramatic failure. No one used it. No one wanted to participate, and they they wrapped the program up after, uh, I think it was less than a year, um, with, with basically no one using it. China, in contrast, has piloted their CBDC. They used it at the Olympic Games uh, in the Olympic Village. They've used it in uh, specific communities since then, and they're planning to roll it out pretty much across the board over the next couple of years. It's been a much greater success for them. I think that the important thing to, to keep in mind here is the difference between these two governments. What gives a government authority is having control of their currency and having control of a strong military. Nigeria does not have that. China does. And so China has much more leverage to be able to force the implementation of this onto their people who, just like Nigeria, largely don't actually want to participate in that system. That's a huge distinction, and I'm going to just lay these facts out. The United States does have a powerful military, and if there was a central bank digital currency, they could have control versus I think the juxtaposition between the United States and the European Union is that there are several countries, so it's maybe not as well aligned. But let's spend uh, the rest of our time focusing on that and then maybe how that would relate to the United States. So the European Mm -hmm. Union central bank digital currency, it appears – that despite there not being uh, legislation in place and no stated benefit to a central bank digital currency, they're continuing to investigate it there. What can you tell us about the EU, CBDC, and maybe how that relates to the United States? Yeah, so the EU's central bank president, uh, Christine Lagarde, participated in a, a fake interview uh, a few months back. Basically, some, some journalists online pretended to be uh, Vladimir Zelensky got her on the phone and interviewed her and talked about a a wide range of topics. One of them was the concept of a CBDC. It's a great interview. You can find it on Cointelegraph if you want to to look it up or send it out to your your listeners. Um, But she was speaking in very candid terms about the plans for a CBDC in the EU and why they wanted to do it. What it really boils down to, the EU for some time now has had a policy It's debatable whether you can call it a law, but it is a a policy, at least, that is enforced and has legal ramifications that you are not allowed, as a citizen of the EU, to have a cash transaction over 1,000 euros. It's a little over $1,000. This was put into place ostensibly to prevent terrorism and to allow them to digitally track larger transactions of hazardous materials, of weapons, of ammunition, of anything else that might cost a lot of money. Well, according to uh, Ms. Lagarde, that's not sufficient. And a CBDC would allow them to track much smaller transactions to the tune of uh, restricting your ability to make any transactions over three or 400 euros, uh, and then also give them the ability to put a cap on a citizen's spending. So they'd be able to have much greater, in her words, much greater control over the people in the EU uh, using a CBDC. And so after that interview took place, 
um, in spite of you know mass outrage over her comments, the EU has decided that the central bank has decided that over the next two years they're going to be piloting a CBDC in the EU with the goal being that in late 2026 to 2027 uh, they will be fully digitizing the euro and having a digital euro in place of the physical cash that exists today. So the justification for it is really safety, as, as is the justification for, for many travesties that have occurred in history. The desire to prevent terrorist attacks uh, is really what is, is driving the narrative behind this, which I think we can agree is, you know, we've heard a similar narrative here in the United States. Uh, John, you hit the nail on the head. I literally made some notes while you were talking, and I wrote the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act gave yeah, the government exactly. the authority to surveil anybody, really for any reason. And we now know that even the FBI can lie to a FISA court to spy on its own citizens. They did it with Donald Trump's aide in his race for the White House in 2016. And now we also know that in this country, transactions of $600 or, or more are now monitored. Why? Well, because we want to stop terrorism and, and we want to make sure that the rich bad guys aren't transferring money and not paying taxes. Uh, we're kind of in the same spot as the EU, are we not? It's very similar. It's eerily similar. And although the United States has not been as overt about our intentions and our explorations of the CBDC, I think we're definitely on the same trajectory. We may just be a couple years behind. So how will this EU, I should say EU, European Union Central Bank Digital Currency Progress be referenced and leaned on in America, your opinion, by Biden's administration? Do you see this being something that they start building their program and ideology upon? I think it definitely could be. Um, the Biden administration has not shied away from uh, lauding praise on different European policies in the past and, and pointing to different European countries as examples of what we want in the United States. I don't think this is going to be any exception. So over the, the course of this pilot that they perform, I would expect that members of our own Fed, of our central bank, of the Biden administration, if, if they're still in place in a couple of years, uh, would be looking to the uh, successes of that program as reasons to explore the same thing here in the U.S. Now, I heard you mention uh, before I got on that you're, you're planning to talk about the president-elect in Argentina, and he has some interesting thoughts on central banks. I hope that you dive into that with, uh, with your guests later. Um, but I think that there are definitely things that we can do to start working towards preventing this from becoming a reality. John, do you have citizens. Oh, we've got 30 seconds. Do you have an do you have sure. enough in the tank that we could keep you on the other side of the break? I have a couple more questions. Can you stay with us? Yeah, I can stay on for a few. Okay, awesome. Uh, hey, stay tuned to 98.9 FM the answer. I'm with Crypto John, John Patton of the Alpha Beta Report. Find them at alphabetareport.com. More on the other side of this break. Welcome back in. What a blessing it is to have this guy today. John Patton is a security technical analysis and crypto veteran with Alpha Beta Report. You can find out more about his organization at alphabetareport.com. And I'm going to suggest that you 
re-listen to today's podcast and keep it in your back pocket. There's a lot here, and it's a lot that I think will give you shoulders to stand on to see into the future what's going on. I I believe central bank digital currencies are a weapon of warfare wielded right now by global Marxists. I could be wrong. But, John, a couple of questions for you. I'm going to list them real quick, and then we'll dive in. Uh, I want to get your take on Argentina, maybe the lesson learned there by their president-elect. And then with central bank digital currencies, is this a Republican or Democrat thing? If Biden goes away, that doesn't mean that a CBDC in America necessarily goes away, does it? And then where can our listeners go to get up-to-the-minute information on this? I know that you mentioned Coin uh, Telegraph. And uh, you may have some other ideas in your back pocket. So let's start with Argentina. Lessons learned there. What do you think, John? I think Argentina is a great example of what really fundamentally needs to happen if we're going to refuse to participate in a system like this. Um, That was fundamentally a condemnation of the policies that had been running Argentina for so long. Now, whether the president-elect is successful in implementing the, the policy changes he wants to, whether he's going to have enough support to actually be able to follow through on, on the things that he's claimed he wants to do, that remains to be seen. Um, but it's definitely hopeful and it's definitely an indication of what the people want. As it relates to CBDCs, his stance is fairly clear. I mean, the first one of the first things that uh, he has uh, proclaimed is going to happen is that they're going to close the central bank they're going to dollarize the economy, and they're going to make Bitcoin legal tender in Argentina, uh, very similar to what El Salvador has done. Uh, I think that that is an important step to be taken in any established or emerging economy where we want to move away from this idea of having this centralized authority governing what we can and cannot spend our money on. So, John, so oh, go optimistic. ahead. Yep. Uh, I was just going to say I'm optimistic, but I think that this kind of ties into one of your other questions. Is this a Democrat or Republican thing? I I really don't think that this is an issue that is particularly tied to one party or another. We've heard heard advocates for uh, CBDCs from the socialist parties around the the world, from Democrats, from Republicans, from uh, people of all political walks and leanings, right? It's important as citizens to judge those that we're placing in authority over us as individuals. Yep. Look at the policies that they are voting for. Look at what they're actually supporting with their actions uh, and, and vote accordingly. And who they're funded by is one of the things I'll often say. I hate to yep. be very, I don't know, provocative here. One of the first things I thought about, and I, I pray that this is inaccurate, when I read – that the president-elect, I think it's pronounced Malay or Malay of Argentina, said, we're going to get rid of the central bank. I thought, that's been tried. People have tried to mess with the central bank in America, and those presidents ended up shot. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm holding this book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. It's in its fifth edition. It was published in 1994 by uh, G. Edward Griffin. Now, if this wasn't accurate, they would have sued his pants off. Uh, but he goes into great detail, and I'm glad you said what you said. I don't think this is a Democrat or a Republican issue. I think that the central bank is such a powerful force in America and around the world. Um, it's almost going to be like trying to pull Satan out of the earth realm. It's going to be a difficult, 
battle. Um, your <laughs> thoughts on be. that, and then where else can our listeners go to find more up-to-date information on this? Because this is a developing scenario. We're certainly going to have you back on multiple times, but where can we stay abreast on what's going on in this matter? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree. It's, it's not going to be an easy battle, and it's a battle that's been going on for generations. You can go back to the history of the formation of the, the central bank here in the U.S. when J.P. Morgan was was pushing for and advocating it. And all of his opponents, um, for, for whatever reason, wound up being on the Titanic, right? <laughs> there's, you know, there, there's conspiracy theory, and then there's historical fact. And so whatever happened, happened. But the fact of the matter is that it has been something that people have been trying to fight since it was instituted. And that's not going to change. And that fight really can't ever end, and you can't relax against it. If the desire is to live freely... You can't have a central bank. That is my my personal belief and the belief of many others. Now, uh, how you can stay abreast of what is going on as it relates to this, as it relates to to cryptocurrency in general, there's a lot of of great news sources out there. I prefer looking to primary sources wherever it's possible. And so personally, uh, I've started to use X, formerly Twitter, uh, quite a bit more than, than I used to since uh, Mr. Musk acquired the company. And I've got to say, as far as getting up-to-the-minute news from primary sources, I really don't think there's a platform out there that can beat it. Uh, so I would encourage anyone listening, take a serious look at what you can get as far as news sources on X. It's a yep. great platform. Yep. Um, I'm not sponsored by them in any way or anything. <laughs> I just personally use it all the time. Cointelegraph is, is a good organization as well that posts a lot of uh, crypto-related and CBDC-related content, as well as The Block Crypto. So it's just The Block, the block. Crypto um, as, as another organization that, that posts some great material all the time. Those are the three places that I will typically watch for emerging news in the markets uh, as we do our, our technical analysis over at ABR, uh, as well as the more worldwide uh, CBDC-related stuff. And when he says ABR, he's saying the Alpha Beta Report. You can find more yep. on them at alphabetareport.com. He's John Patton. He's a security, technical analysis, and crypto veteran with Alpha Beta Re- Report. He's a friend of the show. John, thank you for unpacking so much wisdom and information today. Can't wait to have you back. Yeah, my pleasure, Jack. You have a wonderful day. You too, sir. And thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. I don't know, Jeff, that's uh, that's pretty deep stuff, isn't it? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you listen to and, and you lay awake at night. And then the dots out there that are seemingly unconnected start to be connected. And you go, holy smokes, this is where we are. <laughs> there are people behind the curtain pulling levers. And this is one of those topics that we're going to stay on top of because the element of surprise – is often the advantage of attackers. So when you take away the element of surprise, you create awareness. And awareness is the first step to change. And in change, you can create readiness. And it's readiness that will prepare you for whatever's coming down the road. So thank you to John Patton and the Alpha Beta Report at alphabetareport.com. They're doing great work over there. Check them out. Uh, John's a friend of the show. Can't wait to have him back. And again, make sure that you're downloading these two episodes of today's podcast, re-listening to them and sharing them. Uh, Final couple segments up next on 98.9 FM, The Answer. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.